0: Greetings, welcome to FPC Up Close and Personal. Every week we get a chance to interview and talk with one of the members of our church, and this is one of those interviews. Computer, okay. Hi, so I am. I couldn't be more pleased than to introduce to you my good friend and a fellow member of my Together at Home group, Steve Timms. I know Steve to be such an interesting person that I am excited about a chance to interview him for you today. So Steve, you came to Bellingham. Why?
1: Oh my goodness. It's, it's complicated and and there's multiple reasons, but, um, the chief of them is that, um, one by one, all three of our daughters independently moved to Bellingham to live. And, um, that wouldn't be so bad, but they dragged our grandchildren with them and and that was just intolerable. So we, we had to move up here. Uh, there are other reasons too, but um, that that's certainly the, the key one. Sure,
0: and many of you may know those girls of whom Steve speaks. I'm talking about Claire and Meredith and Hannah. And it's been so fun to have their families and their their children, and especially Hannah's new baby, (laughs) all in in our church. So Monica and Steve followed their girls from California, where um, Steve was an attorney. And in fact, as I remember, Monica was here arranging things at the house while you were still practicing. Are, Are you practicing now, Steve?
1: Not really. I'm still admitted in, in California and, and also in Washington, um, and I, I think it was just a function of me being afraid to fully cut the, the cord, uh, but I, I would say I'm, I'm a recovering attorney at this, at, at this point. I do some pro bono work, and that's largely it.
0: Yes, and what kind of law did you practice?
1: Or, um, you, it was all uh, business and real estate litigation. So uh, technically, I was a trial lawyer. Um, I was an expert on the last thing that I tried and not much else. So <laughs> that's, that's uh, how I describe a litigator.
0: Well, I know you to be an expert. I've just enjoyed getting to know you both in choir and in our small group. But I uh, one of the questions that um, that Doug likes to ask for people in our intellectual pathway is um, what does what does curiosity, how does curiosity build your faith? Because I think you are a very curious
1: person. Um, I am, I, I think we all are in our own ways. Um, I, I would say, oddly enough, maybe curiosity is fundamental to my faith. Um, I first of all, I think I start with the premise that it's God given um, who hasn't run across a three year old that is just chock full of uh, hows and whys constantly. Um, and I think uh, we carry that through um, if, if we're, you know, acting accord or according to what God has given us, I think we carry that through to adulthood. And I think the reason is that God is uh, ultimately all about truth and and if you're curious. That leads to discovery. Discovery, I think, leads to knowledge. Um, knowledge leads to, to truth, hopefully. Um, I think it's interesting that God describes himself, or at least one of his key attributes, as, as truth. I mean, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Um, later on in that, in that book, in the book of John, he describes his adversary, um, Satan, as the father of lies." So again, I think I think God is about truth. He is all for it. And as Christians, as believers, um, so should we. I, we. We should be all about truth, and we should not be afraid of it. We should, we should go after it. We should not run away from it. Um, and then from there, for me, um, from truth, you know, uh, hopefully I'm reasoning correctly, and based upon reason, I get to faith. It it, um, it is a foundation for faith, I would say in in my case, um, and that I, that just makes me curious about things like history and archaeology. So when I read, um, for example, there's been a recent discovery. Uh, maybe 10 years ago, I want to say, um, they found a first century house in the city of Nazareth. Well, for years and years, it was thought that the city of Nazareth, the town of Nazareth, I should say, was utterly fictional. There wasn't any credibility to it. But And yet, they've now discovered that. That serves to bolster my faith. Um, Recent findings on human consciousness, I think, um, again, the, the afterlife, there's a Jesuit uh, priest that I've followed um, named Father Spitzer. Uh-huh. He's a, a brilliant scientist. He's uh, written and, and spoken a lot on the afterlife. And uh, again, that, that helps bolster my faith. The cosmos, um, I, many of us might remember that Bill Bryson wrote a book called A Short History of Nearly, Nearly Everything, yeah. I think it's maybe 10 or 15 years ago now. But um, I read that with great interest and enthusiasm. He had a couple of chapters, one on the cosmos, one on, I think, subatomic particles. And in it, he noted how finely tuned the universe is, how finely tuned um, uh, our subatomic world is to the point where um, if if it were off by one iota, one, one scintilla, um, the, the, our existence just wouldn't wouldn't be here I mean the world wouldn't be here the universe wouldn't be here and, and so forth um, I thought it was interesting uh, that professor um, is it How- Howard Snyder um,
0: oh yes
1: for last week in, in her interview she mentioned the fine-tuned universe and I, I find that compelling as as she does
0: yes Francis did she ta- did talk about that yes,
1: yes. Um, and so uh, all of those things, help bolster my faith, I would say. Um, and I think it's it can be um, contradictory maybe to to popular thought on, on reason. Mm-hmm. And faith, I think the popular concept is, gee was if you're going to be a believer, you better check your brain at the door of the church. Mm-hmm. Reason is abandoned, or at least um, it's in the background if not completely antithetical to faith. Yeah. And, and I think that's not, uh, not at all true. I, I think that for me, and I freely admit to the leap of faith. I think there's no question that at some point there is that leap. But for me, and I think for most believers, that leap comes on the far side of reason, right? So you're rational up to a point, and then you decide, you know what? I believe, I believe. And so for me, I'm much like Bill Bryson, I would say. Bill Bryson, who at, last time I checked, is not a believer. He wrote these beautiful words in his book that I found so compelling.
0: Yes. Um,
1: and that, uh, that compelled him to a leap of faith in materialism. and compelled me to a leap of faith <laughs> in, in divine order and, and creation by, um, by a loving God. So I think we both took that leap. It's uh, <laughs>
0: Just in different directions.
1: <laughs> just different, different directions, right?
0: Well, I know that you've been a person of faith for a long, a long time, and I wonder what that's like um, practicing law and being a person of faith. Had did you have lots of colleagues that were faith believers?
1: Um, in in the church I attended, oddly enough, um, it it just seemed like every other person was an attorney, and and um, really. it's a slight exaggeration but there were just tons of attorneys that attended our presbyterian church um somebody asked me why why that was one time and i said well it's got to be because we're we're much more in need of grace than almost anyone else you can think of but um that 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 may not be that far off the mark but um to answer your question i think um well, listen, I, I think it's difficult to be a follower of Jesus no matter who you are or what your job is. So that's, um, that's a given. Sure. But uh, there, may be, <laughs> there may be some special challenges being an attorney, I will say. I think, um, and, and it stems from, we have two roles to play. First, the first role is we're an officer of the court. Mm-hmm. We're duty bound to not mislead the court misrepresent the law and so forth. Um, that's, that's not a problem uh, for, for your faith. But the second role we play is as a zealous advocate of your client. And in and of itself, nothing wrong with that, except that um, I would say in, in my years of practicing, I've seen that second role take a prominent and, and even dominating position over that first role. To the point where, um, if anyone's a, a football fan or an Oakland a former Oakland Raider fan, I don't know if you remember um, Al Davis's favorite expression was "just win, baby," and <laughs> and that has, I think, um, sadly permeated much of of our profession um, to the point where um, it could even overshadow your your ethical duties at, at times. So. So yeah, that's that's a challenge, um, I think. And then there's there's kind of an overarching role that you you, you play as an attorney because you're you are the agent of your client, mm-hmm. and and you're kind of a super agent because you're an advocate, and uh, <laughs> that can cause some some cognitive dissonance, I would say, because very often I found myself adopting strategies and methods that weren't unethical, but as a, as a Jesus follower, I, I personally would not have done them, okay? Um, and and that's, a, that's an issue that, that troubled me uh, throughout my career and I had to, to kind of check myself several times on that. There was one instance in particular I remember where um, a partner of mine came to me um, and she was uh, uh, in the real estate department so she wasn't a litigator and she said uh, Steve I just want you to know that um, this client of mine that you're representing in court thinks you're doing a great job but um, uh, he, he thinks you're not a big enough and I'll just use the word jerk she used a different word um, and and I kind of reflected on that and I said I said, well, you know, if, if that's how he feels, then he's really going to need to get a different attorney. Yeah. Um, and and um, because I didn't feel like that that was necessary, that wasn't a necessary tool in my bag of tricks to yeah. do better like, job for that person. Yeah. Um, but that's just an example of of uh, and, and I'm sure I I overstepped at times and I and I did things that perhaps I shouldn't have done. Um, but. But it's a it's a difficult profession to live out your faith in, and sure. I I think the jury's out, so to speak. Um, I think it's a matter of personal conscience whether you can live out your faith and be um, an attorney. Mm-hmm. So um, I I think said.
0: of I think of the law being. In the left brain, <laughs> if we talk left and right brain, but I know you to be such a creative person and uh, a person that, who loves music as well as a, a really good singer. So uh, how did how did you develop both sides of your
1: brain? <laughs> well, I, I, I would probably I would probably deny that allegation, Your Honor. <laughs> I don't think I've developed that right side all that well. I, I do appreciate music. I just love music. Um, to the extent it's developed at all, I would say it, it's a combination of good genes and God's grace, probably. Um, the good genes part was my uh, my mom, as a college student, was a, a very accomplished organist and pianist, and she played for the Church of the Open Door uh, in Los Angeles. And if anyone's been down there, if you remember, it's not there any longer, but there was the Jesus Saves. Um <laughs> Sign well. That was that was the church she played for when she was going to Biola.
0: Interesting.
1: And, yeah, and and then and then the other part is that for me it's just a, a gift. It's 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 God's gift to to maybe refocus me on uh, on things. There's there's just nothing like singing together in a choir. I think uh, mm-hmm. that reminds you of of what it's like to be in Christian community and and singing in harmony instead of uh, discord
0: (laughs) (laughs) which we always hope to do if we ever get to have choir again
1: (laughs) yes I'm looking forward to that
0: I know I truly believe that um, when you get to sing you get to pray twice
1: (laughs) yes absolutely
0: (laughs) you already mentioned some books any other interesting books you've read lately or do you, you with all your grandchildren and as busy as your daughters keep you I don't know if you have time to read anymore, but have you read anything you want
1: to Well, I'm a great collector of books. And and what that means is I I start many and I finish few. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But two that stand out. One, I mentioned to you when when we were talking in our small group the other day, and that is uh, a a book that was written about two years ago by Tom Holland called Dominion. Tom Holland is not a believer, but um, he wrote a book about... um, what he concluded as a, a classical historian to be the most powerful influence on civilization to date, which is Christianity. Uh, it's a fascinating read. It's just, uh, uh, it's, it reads like a story. And, uh, and his thesis is that um, many of the, the virtues we pursue today um, and, the, and the things that we uh, maybe attribute to other causes really boil down Ultimately, to the Christian revolution that occurred two thousand years ago. So that's one, and then the, the, there's another one uh, called "Free of Charge" that um, a theologian named Miroslav wolf wrote. Um, it's it's a wonderful. It, it really helped me understand giving and forgiveness, and um, it, it's uh, I'd, I'd recommend it to anyone. It's not. It's not particularly dense in terms of, he doesn't use a lot of um, theological lingo.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, so it's very accessible. It's about, and it's like that. So I, I look for books <laughs> like that sometimes. <laughs> and uh, so you can you can read it in a few hours, so.
0: Steve, do you have any encouragement for the church? This has been a very interesting year that we've all lived through, but what encouragement do you have for all of us, but specifically? for those
1: of us in the church with you? Um, I would just, you know, notwithstanding our discussion of, of reason and, and all that, I, I would say my encouragement for the church is really wrapped up in the, the what, what the Jews call the Shema.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hear O Israel, the Lord uh, your God, he is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength, I think is how it goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because reason gets you only so far. You will not know God with your reason. As Peter Kreef says, he he wrote a book called uh, Christianity for Modern Pagans, another book I'd recommend. Okay. (laughs) He says, God is a higher consciousness. And you can only get to know that higher consciousness, God, by loving him. So I would say, after you get done with your leap of faith, your leap of faith should be into the loving arms of your creator, God. And by getting to know him through loving him, um, I think that's the way forward for all of us. Steve, that's,
0: that's great. That's really wonderful. Well, can I pray for you,
1: please?
0: (laughs) Gracious Heavenly Father, you are so good to us when you when you place people like Steve Timms in our lives. Um, Thank you. Thank you for three his three daughters and grandchildren bringing him and Monica to to our lives. Thank you for what he does um, in in our small group, what he does when he talks with anybody, and uh, especially what he does when in, in choir. You are a great God, and we are so lucky to have a mind like Steve's in our midst. Bless him, bless his family, bless all of his grandchildren, bless their time together, and thank you again that he is in our midst. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, Becky. You oh. are my right brain, left brain idol, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mathematician, choir director. You can't do that.
0: I know. Well, I hope this works. My my guy that weed eats my yard has been out. And so have, they'll have to tell us whether this worked well or not, but we'll, okay. we'll hope it did. I thank sure. you so much.
1: Yeah, love, thank you. Love Take to care. your family. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another FPC podcast. We encourage you to subscribe every week. You will be receiving some of the interviews that we do, as well as the sermon, as well as some of the music that we have. And we are also including some FPC special events. We encourage you to subscribe. Thanks for listening.